Hey, Colin. How's it going? It's good. You, you will catch up with the rest of development yet? I'm about halfway through. Halfway through? You're eight, going... eight episodes? Yeah, you're going that's a pretty reasonable pace you're going at. Why, are you done? Of course. You must marathon that. Uh, it's hard not to. Especially because Netflix now it like auto-advances to the next episode as soon as you're done. I, I can't stop. There's no escape. You just go back to browse. No, because I'm just like lying in bed watching Arrested Development. And it's like, you want to keep keep doing this? And I'm not going to say no. That would require effort. When it requires zero effort to keep getting Arrested Development, I'm, I'm a very weak man. I guess that's where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think of it so far? Um, It's fine. I think the extra length of the episodes doesn't really work in the show's favor. I think a big a big part of what made the original great is that they packed so much shit just into twenty two minutes and this one there's kinda there's kinda some fat they could have trimmed, I feel like. Yeah, they're giving the, the room to meander a bit and <laughs> it doesn't really benefit. No. Uh but I was I was happy to have it back. I guess I can't spoil anything because you haven't watched it yet and it probably would be bad manners. I mean, it's a whole season of a show, and it should just come out a, a week ago. Um, but I I will say, like, I thought the ending of the third season was a pretty good ending for the series, and I do not believe the ending of the fourth season is a good ending for the series. Well, they're doing a movie, supposedly. Right? Supposedly, I, I guess they must be pretty confident about that movie, because... It, I, it, I'd say it's abrupt, the way that it ends. It's kind of interesting, though. If this is how it ends, I think the scholars will debate the ending of this series. This legendary series. The, the TV scholars. Yeah. Is that a thing? Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, but I was, yeah, it's pretty cool. It, you got a marathon. I feel like few shows reward, uh, like having the entire series in your head as much as Arrested Development did. And this season is totally written around that. I mean, the fact that it's, like, basically the same, like, four events told over and over from different perspectives over the 15 episodes. You really gotta keep it straight in your head. It's kind of, it's like a time travel movie, practically. They gotta have, you know, like, primer-style, like, infographics about what happened in Arrested Development season four. (laughs) Maybe, maybe someday. I don't know, I feel like one episode a day is, is alright. That's kind of the pace I'm going at. Yeah. I'm not having that hard of a time remembering what happened the day before I was watching it. Dude, they just keep coming back. If you think they're going to get further from where you are now, you are going to be disappointed. <laughs> it's not, no, no, it's not really what I was expecting. Yeah. It's interesting, though. Anyway, the reason we're really here in this exciting episode of uh, either some kind of movie or good movie, <laughs> bad movie. Probably should have decided this beforehand. They're both pretty hard to do. Because uh, so, some kind of movie we have to come up with, like recommendations and stuff. And, I don't think that'd be that hard for these ones. And good movie, bad movie, we have to like compare them on certain aspects. Well, pretty tricky. Uh, but we 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 saw two movies this last weekend, uh, and we're pretty excited about them. So we're going to either tell you what kind of movie they are or compare them. 
They are uh, Furious Six, aka Fast and Furious Six, aka the Fast and the Furious Six. Was there a the at the beginning? I think it wasn't just Fast and Furious Six. I think Fast and Furious Six is what you see on the posters, but Furious Six is what you'll see in the movie. In the actual titles of the movie. Which, you know, why not? The the titles to this franchise have been so confusing, they they cannot stick to one mm-hmm. pattern. It, it would be a mistake. Fast if Five, did. Too Fast, Too Furious, The Fast and the Furious, as well as Fast and Furious. Yeah. And Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Tokyo Drift, the only one with a subtitle. <laughs> Maybe we'll see the return of that in the next one. And uh, the other movie we saw was, was Francis Ha. Another interesting title. Meant nothing to me going in. It means something to me coming out. Which that's that's cool when that happens. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Understanding titles is, is, is nice. Unlike, you know, Quantum of Solace or something like that or Don't let's not go down. Quantum's the organization, right? But what's never mind. Uh <laughs> We don't even know where to start with this because we don't know what kind of. Well, oh, no, we know where to start with this because when I when I brought this up, I wanted to talk about both of these as, as movies about um, heterosexual characters who are really only engaged in meaningful same-sex relationships because that's certainly a, a theme uh, to both of these. I mean, Fast and Furious series is basically the ultimate bromance. To the point where they did that episode of um, American Dad. That's what that's called, right? The, it's not it's not American Guy. <laughs> it's American Dad. It's not American Guy. <laughs> uh, where where they like they, they revealed that like the scripts the the Fast and Furious movies are like gay porn basically, but they just edit out the gay porn. Yeah, I think there's also an SNL digital short that's also really similar to that. It's got like Andy Samberg and Seth Rogen. And they just like, I don't know. They, I think they just start making out. So <laughs> I feel like the American guy <laughs> version is, is a little more clever. Um, but then Francis Ha basically is the exact opposite kind of movie, uh, but it's also about uh, the main character, Francis, who uh doesn't really date anyone or or even make meaningful friendships with anyone outside of uh, Sophie, her roommate at, at the start of the film. It's kind of just about their relationship on a meta level. So if this is good movie, bad movie, the topic is bromance. Which right? which yeah, which bromance are you a bigger fan of? Or do you just want to talk about the bromances before we, we debate the two? <laughs> Um, that's tough. I don't know if, I feel like the bromance isn't really at the heart of Francis Ha. I mean, it's kind of what propels the story, but it's more about Francis than uh, Sophie. It's kind of showing how she's sort of lost at sea without her bromance intact. And, uh, Fast Six, these dudes just can't get enough of each other. (laughs) They're just like... Together, the whole movie—it's mm-hmm. like a family, according to 
everyone in that movie. Yeah, I mean, that's they're always talking about family. Ever since the first movie, the, the Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. uh, they were like, family matters, man. That's what, that's what Vin Diesel. <laughs> uh, and, and that was like, that was like the big tension of the first movie. was like, if, once Brian gets into the family, Paul Walker, like, how can he possibly turn them into the police? Because he was a cop to begin with. Long ago, mm-hmm. before he also became a drug smuggler and then an FBI agent and then a criminal again. Yeah, the usual career trajectory that most people go on in the law enforcement agency. Uh, but it, I guess the bromance isn't at the heart of this one particularly because it's 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 about the family, you know, specifically it's Dom trying to, to get Letty back. So, I mean, that was his girlfriend. It's, it's a kind of a traditional romance in, in that at least it's heterosexual. Uh, but everyone knows that the, the real love there is between <laughs> Dom and Brian. And uh, Hobbs is, of course... He's trying to get in there. He's trying to get on some, some bromance. The Rock has a lot of respect for their love. and He's trying to get a share, yeah. <laughs> Roman, he just loves everybody. Who's, really? Who's that? That's Tyrese Gibson. Oh, yeah. The wisecracking black guy. <laughs> Gotta except, have one of those. Except I, he's not wisecracking. Like his jokes are always terrible. <laughs> and I feel like Do this. You think they're supposed to be terrible. I think they are. I believe they are supposed to be terrible because everyone in the movie like groans whenever he makes jokes. Like no one laughs. At best, they like smile. Like oh, Roman, that's just him being him. <laughs> but I feel like he's treated like a mild annoyance to everyone. Like, even in the chase sequences, like, everyone else is, like, pretty serious about their driving. He's always just like, I've got a tank on my ass! He's, he's like, screaming and complaining while everyone else is just, like, silently driving and doing their business. So should we talk about which which is the bad movie, which is the good movie? Because it's an interesting, uh, it's interesting to compare the two because me and you both reviewed these on our blog, Mildly Please, this past week. There's only a half-star difference between the two. You gave Furious 6 three and a half. I gave Francis Ha four stars out of five. But I think you gotta label Fast and Furious 6 as the bad movie, even though I'd say it's so good at being a bad movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> the star rating is meaningless to me. I gave it three and a half stars because that's what I gave Fast Five. And I assumed I had some reason for choosing that <laughs> a couple of years ago when I gave Fast Five a star rating. Um, I think it's a better action movie than Fast Five was. I think it's even better at streamlining this franchise's dumb history and bad actors into something <laughs> that I want to watch. Yeah, it uh, gives you like the whole story in the opening credits. You know, it's basically just people driving cars really fast. Like, was I supposed to take something away from that? Were there relationships in here? I guess. Yeah, and, you know, they, like, they cut out the twin characters from the last movie. Or maybe they weren't twins, but they are like, brothers or something. Or they were just the guys who spoke Spanish to each other, at the very least. I don't know what their deal was, because they were just in... Fast Five, they were just like, we'll get anybody. They were in the opening sequence in Fast and Furious. And so they're like, all right, we'll make them main characters in this one. 
but I guess that didn't work out, so they sent them away to nowhere. Um, but they've taken, like, all these characters and, like, grabbed their defining attribute and made that something that's interesting about them, right? So, like, the girl who's dating Han, like, Gabriella or something like that. Yeah, I... <laughs> Like, she she should be the lamest character, because she was in Fast and Furious to be, like, hot, and to be like, oh, maybe Dom can date again, now that Letty's dead. Maybe someday he'll be ready. Uh, but now she's, like, an expert in marksman, and she, like, beat people up, and she's a good driver, like everybody else, because why not? Uh, and, you, and you can root for her. I guess. She didn't, she was really not doing much in this movie. Uh, well, I had no idea what, <laughs> what was going on with her. I'm just saying, like, she, she does in, something. In, in a traditional bad movie, she would just be TNA. But they gave her enough that, uh, that her part in the movie is meaningful. Yeah, she... And at the same time, she does not distract from the other more interesting characters in the cast. And a relationship develops between her and another character, I guess. It's one yeah. of those things where it's just like, oh, I guess we're together now. Well, they, we no, <laughs> she was, they, they like went on a mission together in Fast Five, her and Han, mm -hmm. the, the Japanese guy, or probably not Japanese, but the guy from Tokyo Drift. Uh, and at the end of Fast Five, she's like, sitting on his lap and he's like driving the car and she's like where are we going to go now Tokyo and he's like we'll get there <laughs> which is funny because this movie is all about him being like let's go to Tokyo right like let's get to Tokyo his attitude has changed mm -hmm. he's done a lot of growing up at Han which is too bad because we all know how he turns out in Tokyo Drift well I know. I don't know <laughs> a selective population I, I will well. say yeah I, I have not seen the first four <laughs> but I don't feel like I needed to, no. really. I mean, Fast Five was a good enough introduction for me to the series. But yeah, to get back to it being a bad movie, like, yes, the acting is subpar, and the dialogue is terrible, but they have set pieces that, you know, unlike... Unlike Iron Man 3 and Star Trek Into Darkness, which succeed totally because of spectacle, right? Like, it's just, they'd have really good special effects and they they fill the screen with them. Fat, Furious 6. <laughs> we still can't decide what to call it. Furious 6 isn't that kind of special effect movie. It, it's... They just keep doing goofy and ridiculous things, which are hilarious it's to watch. just about pushing it farther and farther <laughs> until that finale, which is the most ridiculous yeah. thing. <laughs> the airplane trying to take off on the 30-mile-long uh, runway, grappling hooks. I, I can't even count how many times someone jumped from one vehicle to another <laughs> in this movie. I'm all about that, though. <laughs> People just jumping from car to cars, cars that are going like eighty miles per hour. It's like whatever. That's slow. I got movie. this. Yeah, a hundred. You think? You think He's... that's their 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 average speed? I watched The Rock jump from a car to a car, from an airplane to a car, 
I think from a building to a car at one part. From the floor to a ma- another man's skull <laughs> with his fist. That was my favorite. He's flying in that. He's like, and he, he seems like he would weigh like two tons of pure <laughs> muscle. He is so ripped in this movie. Which I don't, I don't know. I'm not as about seeing the rock with like veins popping out of his <laughs> arms. Like, I feel like he didn't have that going on in the last. No, movie. but the, in the last movie they made up for that by having him drenched in sweat the whole sweat time. Old. <laughs> uh, and like almost to mask how ripped the rock is now, they added that other guy on, on the bad guy team. Giant British guy. He's like super tall, super ripped. He'd be like the boss in a <laughs> beat him up video yeah. game on the SNES. The Bobo. <laughs> Seriously, I've never seen a human being that big in my entire life. Yeah, I was like so happy to see him because you're like, you know, The Rock is going to fight that guy. And it's going to be like <laughs> so manly. And that, like, the scale has gotten so ridiculous on the people in these movies <laughs> that, like, Vin Diesel looks tiny now. <laughs> and he's got to fight, uh, what's his name? Luke Evans? Mm-hmm. Because, like, everyone else is too ripped for Vin Diesel now. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a wonderful world we live in. But this gets made. And... So, yeah, it's it's, really fun. It's terrible, but it's so fun. And I've seen terrible movies. I've seen Transformers 2. (laughs) I know what bad looks like, and this resembles it, but it's not. It's it's kind of genius. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You heard it here. Genius. I, I know another thing you said after watching that movie was you liked this franchise because it it's dumb, but it doesn't treat its audience like they're dumb. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that's a big difference between this and the Transformers series, because the vibe I get is that those movies treat their audience with hostility. <laughs> Almost. They actively mock their audience yeah. as you're watching it. But yeah, they don't like try to have clever twists or... like pull the rug out from under your feet or anything. And they, they're just like, we get it. You want to see cars go fast and people get punched and shot and things explode. And they give you fun twists on all those things. Like, we haven't talked about grappling hooks. This movie is all about <laughs> grappling hooks. They give you grappling hooks, grappling hooks in a regular, like, man-on-man fight. They give you grappling hooks for comic relief. They give you driving cars and using grappling hooks to attack tanks. They give you driving cars and using grappling hooks to attack airplanes. They It's everything you could ever possibly want with grappling hooks. They have so little potential in this franchise, but they maximize it. And it's, it's, it's joyous for me. I really enjoy it. And of course, outside of Iron Man 1's credit sequence... Uh, secret Easter egg scene at the end. This this has got to be the second best uh, credit scene I've ever seen. I was I was laughing to the point of tears. 
tears of joy. Joy and excitement for for the potential of what um, I'm going to assume it's going to be called. And seven is called <laughs> is, is, is coming out soon. Enough. And I'm worried because Justin Lin, who has directed these movies since um, Tokyo Drift, since the series got interesting, will be leaving uh, possibly for the next movie. And also, The Rock might not be able to join the cast. He's got too many other sequels on his hands. Way too many other sequels. So I'm nervous. <clears throat> but I, I, these last two Fast movies have been really fun to watch. Francis Ha, on the other hand, uh, is the exact opposite. In I mean, I at this point I buy into the like the old idea that the Hollywood movies can do the spectacle that you just can't get anywhere else. Uh, and Francis Ha does not have ambitions like that at all. It's a very simple movie. Uh, I. It, Obviously, the comparison I think you have to make is Manhattan. Um, but also, I kind of got a, the vibe from, like, Girls, the TV show on HBO. But I, I think you were the one who said, that, like, it's like Girls, but optimistic about its characters. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting for Noah Baumbach, because his characters are usually pretty bitter and cynical and angry. But I think... Uh... I don't know, I think this partnership with Greta Gerwig brought out the optimism in, in his filmmaking. Yeah, she also co-wrote the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So, we didn't really talk about the plot of, of Furious 6, but it doesn't really matter. You don't need to know anything going into that. Uh, but why don't you tell the people what's going on with Francis Hall? Uh, so... What's another one where you don't really need to explain the plot because it's just all about character interaction, basically. But yeah, she gets dumped by her boyfriend at the beginning, and then uh, moves in with Adam Driver from Girls, Mm -hmm. and this other guy. I don't know the actor's name, but he's pretty good in it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's expertise. Uh, And then her her friend Sophie. She moves out. She was living with Francis, but uh, she's got her her boyfriend now. Yeah, so that's that's kind of like the setup is she's not really Francis isn't really serious about her relationship with her boyfriend, uh, but she's really really good friends with her roommate, and she loses both of them, and as a consequence of that, her home, and it kind of chronicles probably about a year in her life as she moves around uh, New York City and, and further trying to settle down, trying to trying to find how to live her life as a 27-year-old wannabe dancer. Yeah, that's the plot. <laughs> <laughs> you gave it four stars. Why did you give it four stars? Why did you give it four stars? Uh... Because I, I, I don't know. Because <laughs> I like movies like this. I like movies that capture real people with an authenticity to it, and uh, this one definitely captures that sort of, you know, being in your late twenties and sort of trying to go after this dream and not really knowing if that's the right thing, which is 
maybe something I'll have to deal with in a few years, I don't know, but, you know, it just felt very real, and yet at the same time there is kind of this sort of, I don't know, I, I don't want to say whimsical, <laughs> but there's definitely this sort of uh, fantastical sort of approach to filmmaking in this, in this movie, because it's in black and white, it's got a sort of French New Wave jazzy score, and, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just a charming little movie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, I guess, just how old that Frances is, and, like, where she is in her life, because the, the late 20s, you're, like, it's kind of, if you're, if you're still trying to follow your dreams and it's not working out, it's kind of maybe time to give up on that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, but the, I don't think the movie ever makes her seem pathetic. Just, just, it's just not working out for her. Wait, and it could have gone that direction. Uh, what, what was the, the pleasant surprise? I mean, I didn't really know what this was going in, except it was in black and white and it had modern love in the trailer, which <laughs> was enough. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was happy that the movie could have been depressing and raw and dramatic in a lot of... A lot of the time it could have gone that way, but it didn't. It, it often went fairly lighthearted and, and comedic. And I liked that approach. It was a fun movie to watch, which... I wasn't even expecting that. But maybe I should have, because it's got ha in the title, and that's like laughing. Ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My working title for, for the post was, ha ha ha! <laughs> I wasn't really sure how to convey that in text. Well, that, I think the that, last of one would be all caps. One of Sean's catchphrases. <laughs> as far as the movie as a bromance... I'm not sure I I understood the connection between uh, Sophie and Francis the same way that I got the deep, deep love between Brian and Dom and the exciting connection that, that Dom and Hobbs were making. Mm-hmm. Uh, really some sparks flying there. A lot of the eyes. Literally. You can see it in their eyes. <laughs> But, uh, like, you really just get a scene of Francis and Sophie at the beginning. You get two. I guess you get them hanging out in the park and then them in their apartment, like, two times, maybe. And then she's gone, and it's all about her, like, trying to get that back. So I guess if we're going back to the good movie, bad movie format, I would say the better bromance is Furious 6. What's another category we could do? How about... Performances? Acting in general? Acting. Well, uh, like I said, Tyrese Gibson is really annoying, and if that's on purpose, that's pretty good. Uh, 
But no, it's probably got to be Frances. I mean, Greta Gerwig is great. She's yeah, she's fantastic. She's just a very natural actress, which is interesting because I saw um, a movie she did last year, Damsels in Distress, and that's like the complete opposite. It's a very meticulous, exact, you know, well thought out performance. But this one, she's kind of just she has this naturalism to each scene, and it's. Uh, Pretty cool that she has that kind of range. The rest of the cast uh, seem to be just a bunch of New York actors that I wasn't really familiar with, except for Adam Driver, who apparently is in lots of things now. I think he's in the new Coen Brothers movie. Cool. Because that's uh, New York. <laughs> it's kind of about hipsters, I guess. 60s hipsters. 60s hipsters. So you got to get, get your Adam Driver in there. How about female empowerment? Which, which movie do you think <laughs> did better for uh, the feminist movement? Is that a category? <laughs> that yeah, I don't remember that being when we uh, judged there will be blood in the core. But, um, uh, um, <laughs> well, let's see. I guess... Are there a lot of movies that are about the value of friendship between women? Mm, not really. Certainly not a lot. I, like not. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure there are. Mamma Mia? Not many coming to mind. So, I mean, that's, that's good uh, to get, you know, a movie that could very easily have been you know, like a like a Jason Siegel slacker movie, almost. But they they flipped it. Let it, let it be Greta Gerwig. Uh, versus, okay, what could what could be feminist about? I guess Furious Six has like ladies fighting each other, like Gina oh, Car yeah. Gina Carano was... <laughs> fights uh, Michelle Rodriguez on a couple of different occasions, and it's hand to hand combat, and it's pretty good, pretty that's, good fight. Yeah, that's, that's kind of kind of down. <laughs> Like, it's, it's interesting because it's like lady fight. their fights are really intense and they're like grappling and punching and then when the guys fight they like fly through the air <laughs> <laughs> like Hong Kong action style uh, who what was it Paul Walker that did, or Vin Diesel that did the or was it The Rock who did the flying headbutt I don't even I remember I think that was Vin Diesel that was Vin Diesel jumps and headbutts someone and it's like a very impactful yeah. headbutt. It, he, like, knocks a guy He, like, knocks out. a guy out by the, with a flying headbutt. So that means Paul Walker knocks the guy out with a jumping punch at oh, one part. That's more uh, and, Paul Walker stuff. And <laughs> The Rock at, already knocked out a guy. <laughs> I To me, it looked more like a clothesline. Like, like The Rock picked a guy up. No, no, no. Vin Diesel picked a guy up and <laughs> threw him. And The Rock leapt up two people heights. So, like... You know, ten feet, and it looked to me I like mean, I don't even know how big that muscular guy is. He could have been like twelve feet tall. He just walloped on him. Mm -hmm. Whatever it was, it was excellent. But the late fights were pretty good. Pretty, I mean, yeah. like not as ridiculous, but there's some good moments. Like they, they go tumbling down the stairs in, in, in the London Underground. Mm -hmm. That looked pretty painful. Like Gina Carano clearly is is better at the fighting choreography yeah. and Michelle Rodriguez and she does cool like flip moves 
uh, Michelle Rodriguez more about his punching. That's interesting. And it's, it's cool that the, there are two fights. You're rooting for different people in each one. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a, okay. How about uh, cinematography? That's a that's a category. We got the two difficult to do tasks for for a DP, right? You got how do you do really fast action sequences, interestingly, and also like how do you make a movie in black and white in 2013? Which one do you think rose to its challenge better? I don't know how to answer that question. It's, they're so different in terms of what they're trying to do. Uh... Well, I mean, when you're if you're making a movie in 2013 in black and white, I mean, you, everyone shoots digital now, right? Was, was that shot on film? You think? Yeah, it was shot on film. That was shot. I, I looked it up because I was like. Is that on 16 millimeter? It looked kind of grainy, but now it's 35. But yeah, it's shot on film. So it was, it was shot in black and white? Yeah. So that's cool. Nice little throwback. Um, I can't say that there's any particular shot or anything that stands out in my mind where it's like, yes. I mean, I like the shots where it's like following Francis running down the street. Those, yeah. Those ones really stick out in my mind. That was a good sequence. Yeah, in that they're, you know, something that's kind of modern, like doing that kind of tracking shot, but still, the movie as a whole has a very old-fashioned feel because it's, you know, a lot of static camera. So I think the two of us are pretty open to movies in black and white. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that. Like, do, you, do you think that the movie earned being in, in black and white? I think so. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, just because it invokes a lot of older sort of movies that come to mind as far as, you know, Truffaut and Woody Allen and all that stuff. And it's, you know, it's at the same time a tribute and it's its own own thing, its own hybrid. Mm-hmm. And that's always fun to see. So I guess we'll give the cinematography to Francis Although I will say... Uh, I mean, I don't know how you... How you even begin to capture dudes flying yeah. off of cars into each other as we have in one scene. <laughs> God, that is awesome. And really stupid. Yeah. A car breaks their fall. <laughs> um, and then later... And they're just like, okay. They're not yeah. even like, got any like deep scars or... Every single or character in this movie is in a horrific car crash at some point. None of them are injured by it. No, like but not a single broken bone. Not even a limb <laughs> occurs in this movie. But my favorite about the one you were talking about when two people jump off their two vehicles, catch each other in midair, and then land on a car and are fine. It's later one of those characters is like, "How'd you know there was going to be a car to break our fall?" And the other character is like, "I didn't." <laughs> <laughs> Try and guess which character that. <laughs> God, it's so dumb. I guess shaky cams are, and you know, like that really up close style of fighting, uh, or of filming a fight, is kind of going away. I feel like we're seeing it less and less in action movies. That's good. Uh, I like that. But I, I, mo- I, I could follow the action in this, and mm-hmm. it's all high speed action. So I think I think that's impressive. 
but not not as meaningful as Francis Hall's work. I'm struggling to think of other categories for comparison. You got any over there? I mean, you could compare the stories or the writing, but we'd just no. be uh, mm. not doing ourselves a, a service with that one. They're both movies without much of a plot. It's true. Uh, I guess ensembles as a whole? Do you want to... You like you, you seem pretty happy with the Francis Hall ensemble, yeah. but do you think it's better than the goofy Furious <laughs> <Fierce> Six <laughs> ensemble? Ensemble of people that only appear in Fast and Furious movies. Isn't that now? great? Isn't that awesome? This is all we have. Give me all <laughs> your money. <laughs> so they treat them like it's Ocean's Eleven, but they're nobody. These guys are like C-list actors at this point. None of them can get work. <laughs> The Rock. He's, he's got shit going on. Vin Diesel. Gina Carano, too, I guess. I don't know about that. You don't think so? You think she's already... Well, she got one movie, and now she's got this. And Lady Expendables. Oh, yeah? That's right. That's the thing. I don't know. If she's going places. She might be. I'm okay with that. I'm all for seeing ladies kicking ass in movies. Yeah. It's, it's not something we've seen really ever. Maybe Michelle Yeoh in Hong Kong movies, but American movies, it's completely alien to us. Yeah, the only other one we have is Michelle Rodriguez. Jean <laughs> uh, Carano's... Like, she's still kind of stiff. I'm, yeah. I, I mean, I say still, I haven't seen Haywire, but I, I just... I think that's what you guys She say. got a mildly pleased award. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh... Mostly earned because of her ass kicking. Look, Francis Ha is just a kind of it's, it's a smattering of actors. Most of them are just there for like a scene or two. Fear Six. It's a bunch of people like giving their all to this dumb franchise. And I wouldn't have any other. Like, Paul Walker, he's been in so many movies and you're still such a bad actor. <laughs> That I don't think he's that bad. I think he's fine. You think he's fine? <laughs> I mean, for the few, you've fallen for his looks. The Colin. few um, exposition-filled <laughs> lines that he has, I think, are fine. There's a there's a little plot which maybe you couldn't fully appreciate because it's it's all dealing with characters from Fast and Furious, uh, where. Paul Walker is separated from the group and goes on his own little quest for redemption. And there's so little plot information that comes from this journey. It all relies on Paul Walker being able to sell that quest as meaningful for his character, Brian. And he does not succeed. Yeah, that was a waste of time. I don't think that was his fault. I mean, this movie does have... Some extemporaneous scenes. I think I don't really care anything about the Letty subplot. I just want to see these dudes. It's true. I just want to see these dudes fly through the air and blow shit up. There are. I felt like there were some slow spots in the movie. Where I'm like, I don't care. You know, it's true. I those characters that came back from Fast and Furious for the Brian subplot. I knew who all they were. I didn't care about seeing any of them again. <laughs> like trying to win Letty back. 
took way too fucking long, yeah. and I didn't even, they could have just killed her, and I'd be like, fine. Michelle Rodriguez probably needs to get into Avatar 2 or whatever else <laughs> she's working on. <laughs> You know, they're making another uh, Riddick movie. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, for who? <laughs> Who's <laughs> going to go see that? Besides Vin Diesel. <laughs> Maybe people who like that video <laughs> game. You like that video game, don't I, you? I like that video game because it's like funny being Vin Diesel. <laughs> Like, it's funny being in first person and a character being like, hey, Riddick, welcome to this prison. And Riddick's like, fuck you, Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> and it's coming from me, because it's first person. You love the power. You <laughs> say, fuck you, in that deep of a voice. God, that sounds majestic. It's, uh, like, that's pretty cool. And it's, it's, it's a first person game where you, like, just do a lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat, mm -hmm. and it, it's actually kind of fun. There aren't a lot of games that can do that. But I've not seen Pitch Black or The Chronicles of Riddick, and I will not be seeing Riddick or whatever the next one shown. <laughs> so ultimately, we're saying Francis Ha is the good movie, mm -hmm. and... Yeah. It's, a, it's a thin line. And Furious 6 is the, like, bad in quotations movie. Yeah. And that's that's what kind of movie they are. <laughs> to follow the, some kind of movie plot, uh, or uh, format, what what are some recommendations? If you like Francis Ha, you would also like... Uh, Man Manhattan already came up. Manhattan, sure. Uh, I don't know, maybe other Noah Baumbach movies. Squid and the Whale's probably his best so far. Greenberg. Greenberg's good. Uh... Hmm. Dare we say Wes Anderson? Mm, I feel like he's kind of doing a different thing from Mel Baumbach. I mean, it's still not sort of upper class white people, but he's got a totally different style. Mm -hmm. It's true. Even though they have worked together. They're more in touch with reality than, than the Baumbach films. Mm -hmm. And if you like Furious 6... Go ahead and go back to, to at least Fast Five. Maybe don't need to go further back than that. Like, I still think Tokyo Drift is so bad it's good. It's like, it's, it's a different kind of enjoyable bad. Like, it's, it's the more pure classical, like, this is just god-awful, and because of that, it's fun. It's not like... It's not like these where... It, it's like goofy and entertaining. This is like weird because it's not like really connected <laughs> that much to the other ones. It, it stars it, like it, some dumb American guy, right? It, I think it, I feel like it's another guy with with a name it's like like Luke Black or something like that. Lucas Black. It sounds like an actor who exists. But I'm he's drawn a blank as far as what he looks. He's like, like some hillbilly kid, and like he pisses off his school, so they send him to Japan. <laughs> the school sent him to Japan? <laughs> you have been expelled to Japan. You're Maybe he was living with his mom or something, and he has to go live with his dad who's, like, in the Navy or something, and he's in Tokyo. Anyway, it seems like a pretty sweet deal. Because he, like, destroys a bunch of stuff. I'm like, alright, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> but he hates it, so it's all good. 
And it's, you know, it's mildly racist, but pretty funny. <laughs> I'm trying to hurt anyone. Except for maybe stunt people. So that's some kind of good you movie can't think or of any, bad like, movie. Other action movies? <sighs> some... Because it's hard to think of any movies that uh, deal in vehicular warfare like this movie does. They're like using vehicles as weapons. It's kind of this movie's kind of one of a kind, really, in that regard. Yeah, I, I mean, like James <laughs> Bond movies sometimes do stuff like that. Yeah, but they're usually more fascinated with like weapons hidden in cars. Yeah, like shooting rockets out of the sides. Not so much, just like using a car to flip another car into a car. <laughs> you know what was weird was there's that one scene where they shoot like gadgets, like little pieces of technology on cars that, like, kill their wheels? Yeah. Why didn't that ever come back? That's a pretty powerful tool. Good. And they, like, never explained what that was or where it came from or why they stopped having them. You didn't get the job done. <laughs> Not everybody <laughs> died. <laughs> they all got in crashes. Yeah, that was good enough. Was good enough for Orlando look-alike. Look alike. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's probably Commando. Go see Commando. Go see Commando. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think, I think we should be recommending Commando no matter what we're <laughs> reviewing. Go fucking watch Commando. It is everything other one. <laughs> it sucks that our one conversation in podcast form was erased. That's okay. Shit happens. Yeah. And yet they still keep putting out Fast and Furious movies. So. Like, the world can't be that bad. Yeah. So that uh, was some kind of good movie or bad movie. And we've been... Uh, not top ten Thursdays. We haven't been that for a few weeks. But maybe we will be again sometime soon. Breathe with me.